Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Pandora, Stitcher, Audible, and many more. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say Alexa or Hey Google, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We have over 2,300 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, midenginecorvetteforum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a new flagship sponsor of Corvette today is CTR America. They're the OE supplier for chassis components for the C6 through C8 Corvette. CTR America also provides various aftermarket products like suspension and steering parts. They work with customers that have their own specs, unique designs, and requirements. The CTR Enhanced R&D process provides cutting-edge solutions, superior quality, and lightweight yet functional products, including EV products. CTR has brought to the aftermarket the same know-how developed as an OEM supplier. Visit the CTR America website and learn more at aftermarket.ctr.co.kr. Another new flagship sponsor of Corvette today is E-Tech. E-Tech is the expert and leader in custom flooring. Whether it's your garage floor, basement, patio, or front steps of your home, or a professional workplace, E-Tech is four times stronger than epoxy and comes with a 15-year warranty. There are hundreds of different patterns to choose from, and installation is completed in one day. You can walk on your floor in 24 hours. Call for a free estimate at 913-745-3732 or visit etechcustomcoatings.com. 913-745-3732 or etechcustomcoatings.com. I have my garage floor done with E-Tech and absolutely love it, and I know you'll love yours. You can see the pictures of it on my blog at CorvetteTodayPodcast.com. Also, a shout-out to CanadianCorvetteForum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. Keith Cornett from Corvette Blogger is back with us today to keep us up-to-date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. Keith is with us twice per month. Keith, good to have you back. I am fresh back from the National Corvette Museum Michelin Bash. That's the official name. Everybody calls it the birthday bash, but it was really good to see everybody and to see some of these people get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well, not only that, but we got some great news coming out from the event, from the various Corvette team personnel that was there. And unfortunately, we weren't there this year, but... 
are looking forward to making our return next year. It's always one of our favorite events. You tend to just uh, learn so much about what's going on for the next year. So it's always a great event and glad you made it. I'm glad I made it too. It's always fun for me from Kansas City to Bowling Green. It's about an eight-hour drive each way and it wasn't bad at all. I enjoyed just taking the car home and getting some pictures in front of the big water tower there because it still has the C7 cross flags on there. So it worked out really, really good. (laughs) Yeah, well, you got to get pictures of the Carbon Edition wherever you are, right? Absolutely. She deserves it for sure. Let's get into it, Keith. Let's start with news. Let's get an update on Corvette production from the plant at Bowling Green. All right. Well, they are just continuing to roll. We've seen in the last couple of weeks since our last update, only one day that there was a dip, but for the most part, they're cranking out anywhere from 170 to 180. And they've been averaging, you know, we said like 182 is what we've seen previously. So this week on Friday, they'll wrap up somewhere around 12,800 cars for 2021 model year. I mean, next week, we should break that 13,000 mark. So they're continuing to crank right along. And one of the interesting things is in Kai Spandy's seminar, he's the Corvette plant manager. When he gave his speech, he said, we're in the fourth day of the seventh week without interruption. So technically, that was a week ago. So we're in the fourth day of the eighth week without any interruptions. And obviously, the semiconductor chips are something that they are really concerned about. But as we've seen, GM has prioritized their highest profit margin vehicles, which are trucks and Corvettes, to get those. So they've idled other plants elsewhere. I think they just recently did another four plants went down for a week. But Bowling Green continues to make Corvettes. So that's all good news. And during Kai's remarks, he also talked about the right-hand drive production. These are cars with the steering wheel on the right-hand drive, and they're going to those markets. The first ones that they're doing right now are going to Japan. And he said they're actually batching them. So they're doing multiple cars at a time. They batch them, they produce them, they ship them all at the same time. There are 526 individual unique parts to do the right-hand drive. So it's not just simply you're flipping things from left to right. There's a whole lot more involved in that. And then also you have country-specific. So what you might do for a car that's going to Japan is not necessarily the same you'll do for a car that's going to Europe or down to Australia. I found that interesting as well. The last thing he talked about, we've really been wanting to hear this. He's talking about wanting to get the tours restarted. They've been working on the tour room and enhancing that. They did a whole refurbishment of it. It used to be like a checkered board with a lot of red and black. Now it's a very corporate white, very clean looking. They got new photos up on the walls. So we're actually looking forward to saying that. Kai said that in his remarks that he wants tours to resume, but keeping employees safe is the number one concern. And they're still under dictates from the corporate office about having visitors in the plant. It sounds like they really want to do it. Hopefully, as we get through this vaccination and the pandemic, that we'll be able to get in there and actually watch our cars being built again. That's absolutely good news. And at the Michelin Bash, Corvette announced three new colors and showed the panels. I sat right in front of them. It was great to see the panels up close and personal. Yes, they had actual painted rear fender panels that they brought over from the plant. They were able to show off the hypersonic gray, the caffeine, and the Amplify orange. It was Chuck Valentini, who's the body and plant manager over there. He said that the caffeine had just been finished up about two days prior to that. Right. They were able to show them all off. And then later in the week, I guess it was uh, on the following week, Monday, we actually got some really good comparison photos. Corvette team took out the panels into the sunshine, held them up against various cars. Not only the colors they're replacing, like the hypersonic gray is replacing shadow gray. 
But they also then showed it against the silver flare, the new color. They showed it up against ceramic matrix gray. It really gave us a nice idea of how these different colors are fitting in. You know, you look at the picture of the hypersonic gray inside, it's very light. You take it outside, it shows some of that gunmetal appearance, I think, that a lot of people are kind of clamoring for. I think it went really well with those colors. We did a poll on the colors on that Friday. And believe it or not, the number one new color that was chosen was the caffeine, which I was just a little bit surprised about, just because you really got to see that outside. When it's outside, it looks almost like a really dark, dark maroon with a lot of sparkle in it. Chuck said that the caffeine has more metallic content than any other car that they've ever painted Bowling Green. So it's pretty exciting. Again, we got to see the whole car out in the sun to really make our determination. They like doing a couple of these niche colors every year. That's going to be a 1%er or 2%er probably, but it does mix things up and kind of expands the color palette for the year. We're looking forward to seeing them in, in person. I liked them really well, and I thought the caffeine was really good. I loved the Zeus bronze, but the caffeine is very nice. It reminds me back in the late 70s, early 80s, kind of like that chocolate color. I used to have a Datsun 280Z in that color, and it looked spectacular, and all the metal flake and metallic in it really, really looked nice. So I think that it's going to be a popular color, and it looked really, really good on that one panel. I'm anxious to see the entire car done in that color. Exactly. You know, it's almost like a root beer is uh, how I just immediately jumped to my mind. Those sunshine photos where you see the gold flake and the silver flake and a little bit of a red flake in it, it really pops, as they say. So we're looking forward to that. It does remind me of root beer. That's a perfect analogy for sure. Also, it was great when Taj and Harlan did their presentation. Unfortunately, it was virtually, but they did announce a new low rear spoiler coming for 2022. Yes, it's a low-profile spoiler, sits on the very back deck of the Stingray, and it's available with or without Z51. And if you don't have Z51, I think if you order it, you also get that three-piece front splitter as well, because aerodynamics has to be balanced front and back. Very low, just a little bit of a lip to it. We don't really have any information on exactly if there's any kind of downforce properties, what this will bring to the car, but it does just add a little bit more to it, but not the big high wing kind of thing or uh, even the uh, the regular Z51 spoiler. So for those that want just a little bit more out of it, this should be something interesting for you. I'm betting that the price isn't going to be too high on this. They didn't announce it, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere near $1,000. I bet it would be priced somewhere around five or six. I think so too, and it looked really good. It made the car look nice because if it doesn't have a rear wing on it, it just kind of looks naked. And this was a subtle addition, but wasn't too overbearing. So I think everybody will really like it. We see the slide they showed was a torch red with a red low-profile spoiler, so be interesting to find out if we can also get that in carbon flash. Absolutely right. They also announced that the hardtop convertible is a record 41% of sales for the C8. That was amazing. Yeah, it's really jumped. Traditionally, the convertibles have always done around 15 to 17%, especially during the C7 days. And there was a lot of choices during the C7 days, too. Every model had a coupe and a convertible version of it. We actually pulled out our Corvette Black Book, ran the numbers, and we haven't found convertible sales this high since 1969 when they were 43%. Wow. In the late 60s and the early 70s, that's when convertible ordering plunged. Chevy had the new C3s with the T-top, so you could easily take those tops out, which kind of made it a convertible. Right. So those become very popular. And in fact, in 75, they took away the convertible. It wasn't until 1986 that it came back. But we looked at production numbers from 86, from 98, when they came out with the uh, C5 convertible. We have not seen convertible production this high since 1969. That's amazing. That's a great number, too. Also, Keith, 
Corvette Europe is going to hold their launch event for the C8 May 7th through 9th, which is very, very exciting. Yeah, so Chevrolet Europe has been sending out invitations to people over there that have signed up for more information about the Corvette launch in Europe. Luckily, we've got some readers over there who sent us copies of theirs. Uh, What we understand is there's actually going to be five different seminars over the course of that three-day weekend. I think that there's three German versions and two English versions. One of the people that's involved over there is Patrick Herman, who with Chevrolet Europe, we've seen him before especially when they're doing any kind of Nürburgring testing. He's like one of their technical guys over there. And I've listened to him before on camera, very knowledgeable, fun to listen to. He's going to be leading those discussions. Who knows? We might actually see some other people involved with that. So it's going to be interesting. We don't know exactly when the cars are going to be over there. We're being told probably third quarter. We're also being told that there are going to be 2022s that go to Europe. Oh, We're still just waiting for more official information on that. That sounds good. And finally, the National Corvette Museum announced a big expansion, a $12 million expansion. Yeah, they want to add a two-story, 30,000-square-foot addition. It would be off the front over to where the RV parking is and the trailer parking is, off to the side of the main circle in the front. But they're talking about adding like a lifetime members lounge, more theater space. They're going to expand the Kids Zone Education Center. They're going to be a rooftop members lounge, which I think is pretty cool. And again, I go back to our conversation two weeks ago with Bloomington Gold and say, uh, where's the beer garden at? Because that would be a <laughs> perfect place to host something like that. And then finally, there's a sensory calming room for guests with unique needs. So kids with autism or other things that can kind of go in there and just chill for a little bit. So sounds like a pretty interesting expansion. They've already raised over a million dollars of the 12 million from enthusiasts and members. They said that they're not going to actually break ground until they have the money in house and ready to go. So we'll be following that one. That one should be interesting. Very interesting for sure. Well, Keith, let's take our first break. And when we come back, we'll talk about racing and rumors on Corvette Today. American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what 
I want too. But what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. You're listening to the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. Keith is with me twice per month, every other week, to keep you up to date on the latest in the world of Corvette. In this second segment, we're going to talk about racing and rumors, and Keith at the museum's Michelin Bash. It was great to see and meet Doug Feehan in person because he finally got inducted into the Corvette Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was great news. You know, they usually do the Hall of Fame inductions in the fall at the anniversary show, but the anniversary show was postponed last year because of the pandemic. So they pushed it off to here. So they always do a nice dinner. They do a great video that we featured the video that was shown at the induction ceremony on the website. Just a who's who of people that talk about Doug's career. You can see some early photos of him, how he got into racing. He's such a great guy anyways. To really get some more background information on some of the stuff that we don't know about him is always fun and interesting to learn. The whole thing with him stepping back from Corvette Racing and coming back as the Corvette Racing Ambassador. During the seminar with Taj, they certainly touched on that. And I thought it was telling. One of the things that Taj said was certainly none of us were consulted when they made that move, meaning that when Doug was replaced by Laura Clouser. So I think that just having him back and being part of the museum, he's now a Hall of Famer. He deserves it. We're going to be seeing Doug more. He's obviously a C8 Corvette owner, so he's one of us. It's not just a job for him. It's a way of life as well. So not only did Doug get inducted, but they also inducted Henry Haga from GM, Wendell Strode, who was the longtime chairman of the NCM. And then under the enthusiast, it was a Dr. Mike McCaw who was inducted as well. So very cool. And congratulations to all of them. It was great to attend that. I've never attended one of them. And I was so excited to see it because of Wendell and because of Doug Feehan. He is really the face of Corvette Racing. Also in Corvette Racing, I was disappointed and sad to see that Oliver Gavin is going to be retiring from driving on Corvette Racing right after the Spa WEC race. Yeah, he's calling it quits. Actually, he's got some plans. You know, he's 48. It's got to be hard after a while. He, you know, he's with Corvette Racing for nearly 20 years to be flying back and forth across the Atlantic for different races. And then with the pandemic, you've got to be quarantined and all that stuff that came with it. He's got kids and his obviously his wife, Helen. Just a storied career with Corvette Racing. He's going to wrap up his career at Spa this weekend. And then he's got some exciting news where he is going to be starting the Oliver Gavin Driving Academy which will be teaching everyday people how to drive the mid-engine Corvette Stingray on the track. And he's going to be doing that somewhere in Germany. We're going to expect some more details shortly on how that all is going to work out. But just great news that he's going to be able to share some of his wealth of knowledge that he has to the everyday person and help them become better drivers as well. So congratulations to Oliver Gavin. We are certainly big fans of his over the years, and we're looking forward to his continued participation, not only doing that, but he's going to be tied with Chevrolet. He's a Chevrolet ambassador in Europe, so he's there at shows, does the Geneva show and any other events that they need him to be at. So he's going to be tied to Corvette for quite a while. That's great. At least he's not leaving completely, and it'll be great to see him around the circuit. Exactly. Also in the rumors section, we've got some big juicy rumors, Keith. The C8 Z06 mules have been spotted testing in Ohio, and there was like four or five of them, wasn't there? 
Yeah, we believe that actually there were four ZR1s and the fifth one being the Z06. Over the last few months, we've tried to differentiate the two. We think that they are two different models. These photos came from David Wessel, who actually captured the very first photos of the convertible C7 ZR1. And it turns out that the Corvette team loves the roads around Marietta, Ohio, just because of the rolling hills, the turns. And I guess it's just an easy trip down from Milford for them as well. But when we talk about these cars, we see that these cars have the center-mounted exhaust. Those are the four ZR1s that we think have the center-mounted exhaust. Okay. The Z06, we think, has the quarter-mounted exhaust. Why do we think that? Well, it based on mostly from previous testing sessions that they've done in public where they've been working with a Porsche GT2 RS. As we learned from a couple of months ago, named Corvette Ron himself, who got those pictures of the 345s on the rear of these wide body C8s. Right. It's important to look at the car that they're benchmarking. And then from that, you can draw your conclusions. So if you look at the GT2 RS, that's a twin turbo, 700 horsepower Porsche, right? Right. So it wouldn't make sense to benchmark that car and that performance against a 600 horsepower, naturally aspirated flat plane crank V8 that revs up to 9,000 RPMs. They're just two different cars. But we've seen these cars with the center mount exhaust be with that Porsche over the course of several months. And actually, they've been testing since last year with that same Porsche. When they do the Z06 testing, we've seen the Ferrari 458 Italia. That's a 576 horsepower, naturally aspirated, high revving car as well. So that's how we kind of figure out which car the teams are testing at the moment. Well, it's really exciting. I can't wait to see what comes out. I was an early adopter on the C7, and everybody asks me when I'm going to get my C8. And I said, you know what? I'm going to sit back and wait because this is a revolutionary car. And to miss a Z06 or a ZR1 or a Zora edition, that's not going to be in my game this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is I do see a lot of comments. I always try to do just a little bit of cleanup if I can. We know that the Corvette C8R has a flat plane crank, naturally aspirated engine. Right. They can't run that engine unless Chevy has plans to homologate that. Right. Meaning that they have to offer that engine as a production model. So people saying, oh, no, 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 the Z06 is going to be a twin turbo. I don't see how it can be because that's already set in stone. In fact, we know that they're doing that Corvette racing for the engine development. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. I can't wait. And also, we heard that Chevrolet is preparing to start pre-production on the wide-body C8, which would fall right in line with all the engine specs. Well, we got news of this about a week ago that the plant was actually going to be keeping out everybody that is not actually part of the plant. And that included the photographers for the National Corvette Museum that do these photo books. So for $700, you order a photo book and they follow your car down the line and they take photos of it. Right. So now after an email went out to a couple of those people saying, hey, we're sorry, we're no longer able to do that. We're not able to get in the plant. So GM has now locked out all these prying eyes. Our sources tell us that, yes, they have indeed gone down. These are beta versions. So there's an alpha version of the car first. That's a hand-assembled version of the car that's done up in Detroit. Okay. Then they do the beta version. These are the first cars that will actually go down the assembly line. From that, they can see what kind of processes they have to do, what they can fix, make it better, make it easier. So these are those first versions that are going down the beta versions. We are told that they are on the assembly line this week. Wow. I can't wait to see that. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be pretty exciting. One guy used the word, his one word to describe it was spectacular. 
Also, there's an Australian publication called Wheels Magazine that kind of gave us a glimpse of the upcoming C8 Corvettes. Talk about that because that was a huge article. It was. You think it's Australia, but the main guy that wrote it is Angus McKenzie, who is the international content director for Motor Trend. Right. These guys know their stuff. A lot of this article was stuff that we already knew. They went through the different models that are coming, the E-Ray, the Z06, the ZR1, and then the Zora model at the very end. And from that, we gathered the E-Ray will be about 600 horsepower with the motor in the front for the E-All-Wheel Drive. The Z06, they actually pegged the horsepower at 617 and says that at that rating, it would be the most powerful flat plane crank engine ever produced. Wow. That should be interesting to see if that actually comes true. We got 800 horsepower going into the ZR1. That takes the dual overhead cam flat plane crank engine from the Z06 and adds two turbos to it. Nice. And then the top of the line is the Zora, and that takes that ZR1 engine and then adds the E all-wheel drive in the front to bring up the horsepower rating to right around 1,000. So, Man. again, these are really future products. They're off in the distance, but we said that they're working on the ZR1s now, and they have to. They have to do all that engine development, make sure the cars stay cool, make sure it performs the way they want it. Even though it's years off, they're cranking on that stuff right now. And remember, these are rumors that we're trying to keep in touch with, so we'll keep you in touch as we hear more. What we do is we just follow the dots. They're doing public testing, so we can get looks at what they're doing. But from that, we just draw conclusions. We hear what sources say. We hear what other site sources say. And eventually, it all sort of just mesh and gel into a car that we have very high confidence in. So all this stuff's coming. It's real exciting for Corvette in the future. It's very exciting, buddy. And finally, the European C8 is supposedly going to lose about 30 horsepower due to European Union emissions laws, which is kind of sad. It's a little disappointing. Yes. Back in 2019, we learned that Chevy was no longer going to sell the Camaro or the C7 Corvette over there. Of course, the C7 Corvette was nearly done anyway. They would have to recertify all their engine testing over there because these new regulations. And essentially what it is, it's a gasoline particle filter that is going to lower the horsepower, probably about 30, bring it down to around 468 is what one of our sources told us. Okay. Again, I'm hoping that all this is going to be confirmed during the rollout meeting over there, May 7th through the 9th. We'll just have to wait and see. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Keith, let's take our final break, and we'll talk about the lighter side of Corvette in segment number three on Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website, with classified ads starting at just $25, and every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. KC Trends Motorsports has been the Midwest's largest custom wheel superstore for over 25 years. They specialize in C8 wheel fitments from the top brands in the industry like HRE, Vossen, ADV1, Avant-Garde, and more. They ship daily from their Kansas City location to all upper 48 states with the best pricing and inventory in the country. Need tires? KC Trends Motorsports has you covered. They have tires in stock from Michelin and Pirelli. Plus, they can help you with a customized wheel and tire combo for your Corvette to truly make it one of a kind. And if you need wheel ideas, no problem. Simply go online to kctrends.com for their car and wheel visualizer. See the wheels on your Corvette before you purchase. 
Also, there's dozens of wheels and tire combo pictures to look through online to spur your imagination. And their expert staff is there to help you with wheel and tire sizing and offsets for your C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. Visit them online at kctrends.com. See them on Facebook and Instagram. Make any Corvette a one-of-a-kind with KC Trends Motorsports. Call them toll-free, 877-962-5200. KC Trends Motorsports. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Keith Cornett from Corvette Blogger. Keith is here twice a month to keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. In this final segment, we'll talk about the lighter side of Corvette. Keith, FuelTech has set a world horsepower record for a C8, and this is pretty interesting because we have a lot of YouTubers doing a lot of engine mods. So tell us about what FuelTech did to set this world record. The problem with modding a modern-day Corvette, especially the C8s are, the computer units are encrypted. Right. Chevy does that to keep out, quote, the bad actors because they do over-the-air updates and they don't want anybody to have unauthorized access to being able to make changes to that, but that has locked out the tuners. So one of the ways around that is to set up a secondary fueling system. So FuelTech, what they did was they added port injection to the car so it runs off the regular ECU for all the normal driving, but when it senses, you know, spirited driving or more power, what they do is then it feeds in more fuel from the port injection. They've got two turbos mounted up on the rear of the car. They ran their dynos. Last year, we saw that they were dynoing right around 750 horsepower. So they came back and they dynoed at 1,075 wheel horsepower. Wow. That was the highest to date. So they broke the mark set by Amelia Hartford's car. I think hers was around 1,022, I think. So they did that, and then they took the car to the track. They wanted to do some real-world track testing with the car. They actually had a couple mechanical issues, but they were still able to run, I think their fastest time was 9.7 seconds with a trap speed of 145 miles an hour. Wow. Not quite as fast as Amelia, but nine sevens are smoking. Yeah. So we expect that they're going to continue to work on this car and refine it. Maybe we'll see some packages offered. That's simply amazing. That's a lot of horsepower and a lot of speed for a C8. Yes, it is. <laughs> also, Doug Rippey's Le Mans ZR1 is for sale, but it's not here in the United States, is it? No, it's over in Switzerland. When the car went over there to do some racing, I don't know if it just stayed over there, what the case was, but it's offered for sale. It's, it was actually the only ZR1 ever to race at Le Mans. Unfortunately, had some issues and retired early, but the car is all set up for racing. They want $380,000 for it. Oh, <laughs> wow. And that doesn't include shipping. So yeah, <laughs> you want to bring it back here to the States and participate in some of the historic racing events. Yeah, you better call a banker. Yeah, and don't forget the shipping part either. Right. <laughs> it's uh-huh. going to cost you at least $1,000 to bring that car back <laughs> to America. And then we got also another race car is for sale. This is one of the Chevy Daytona prototypes. Oh. So back in the Grand Am racing days, this one was raced by Whelan. It's offered on Facebook Marketplace for only a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> it's on Facebook Marketplace? Facebook Marketplace is, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, Steve, Facebook Marketplace is the new Craigslist. Wow. And in some ways it's better because you have to be a member of Facebook and you're verified with email addresses and stuff, but you have to be a member. So when somebody posts it, you know who's selling it, whereas Craigslist is all anonymous. Of course, for me, one of the selling points on Craigslist is that you remain anonymous and you only have to choose who you want to pick to talk to it. But yeah, Facebook Marketplace, you go on there and search for Corvettes, there's no telling what you'll find. Amazing. And just 
try to check. It's a quarter of a million dollars. Keith, Corvette Blogger's doing so well. That's pocket change, right? Well, I'm going to be putting together a historic racing team at some point, whether it's with <laughs> these full-size cars or whether it's just going to be a slot car team. We'll have to see how everything transpires. For me, it'd be a slot car, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Also, there's a guy on YouTube called Drive615, and he showed off a bunch of Easter eggs for the 2021 C8 Z51 Coupe. Ironically, a lot of those were from the C7 era that carried over as well. Yeah, Byron Glover Jr. is the guy that runs Drive615. I met him August of 2019. It was at the anniversary show. And this is when the Corvette team was driving the C8 Corvette. So we were out there in the field together as these cars were coming in, and we've remained good friends ever since. So he got a loaner, and one of his ideas was just to show off all the different points of where the hidden flags are, some of the Easter eggs and stuff. And he actually found one that I didn't know about, which was there's a very tall, very small cross flags logo on the rear lens of the taillights. Hadn't seen that one before. But for the most part, he goes through the car, shows you all the unique features on it. It's a red mist car and it's in the sun and he shoots in 4K. So if you've got a nice monitor, that thing's really going to pop for you. You can really see that red mist in the sun there. Drive 615 on YouTube. We highly recommend any of his videos. He's a good guy. He's not one of these crazy YouTubers. He just does straight up reviews of cars. Very enjoyable stuff. So yeah, follow Drive 615. Also, Chevy Land USA, unfortunately, is going to close, and it looks like everything's going to be sold at auction. Give us the insights on that. Yeah, this is a guy that started the collection years ago to the point where he had so many cars that he said, well, let's put up a museum. This was in, I believe, Elm Lake, Nebraska. And the cars, everything from Chevy's going back to the 1910s, 1915s, wow, all the way up through the 80s, I believe. He passed away a few years back, and his family's now selling it as an estate auction but everything must go they've got like five or six different corvettes mostly c3s but there's also parts there's wheels and some hubcaps and some other things so whenever you hear about these museums closing people perk up because they think wow you know i might be able to get something good or find something interesting here we've definitely seen that so on our post we do have links to what they are offering for the corvettes it's nothing like the muscle car city auction that we saw earlier this year down in south florida but again, just unique info and good stuff they have. And finally, Keith, Michigan's Gilmore Car Museum is showing the greatest generation Corvette exhibit. I'd like to see that. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. This one was curated by Warner Meyer, who is a former GM guy. Now he runs a restoration shop outside Detroit somewhere called Masterworks. He's actually a Corvette Hall of Famer himself. So he curated a group of cars going in. Some of them are concepts. Some of them are just regular production cars. As museums rotate in and out of exhibits, they call this the greatest generation Corvettes. Should be something to see. So if you're up in that area, definitely take a look at it. I'd love to see it. Well, Keith, thanks for being here on Corvette today. We'll see you in two weeks and we'll get more news and headlines for everybody and keep everybody up on the world of Corvette. Well, we're looking forward to it, Steve, as always. As we discuss, all the stories are on CorvetteBlogger.com. We look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, and thanks to our sponsors, CTR America, who makes chassis components for the C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. Visit their aftermarket items online at aftermarket.ctr.co.kr. Also, American Hydrocarbon at americanhydrocarbon.com and KC Trends Motorsports at kctrends.com. And don't forget E-Tech Custom Coatings at E-T-E-K-CustomCoatings.com or call 913-745-3732. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, 
you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.